When I was about nine or ten years old, I remember leaving a revival service with my grandparents, and we went to a diner, and it was me, my grandparents, some other folks that were at the service as well, and also the minister. Before we were leaving, the minister looks at one of the ladies that was with us and tells her to stretch out her legs. She's sitting in a booth. So this lady is no taller than probably five foot five, five foot six. So her legs stretched out across the entire length of the booth. One of her legs was longer than the other. He took both of her legs into his hands. And as I watched, her left leg started to grow to meet the other leg. At the time, I didn't know what this meant. I didn't know how this worked. But I kept being told by my grandmother that this was the work of the Holy Spirit. Today, as I sit here, I now know that it was the Holy Spirit that healed that lady. She was not able to walk correctly. She had kind of a limp in her walk because one leg was longer than the other. But you see, the same power that was used on that lady and that Jesus used is the same power that we have as believers. It's the power of the Holy Spirit and it's healing that is given to us by the Holy Spirit. So why are we not seeing more of this today? Why are we constantly having to battle diseases and battle different things in our world when all we need to do is tap into the power of the Holy Spirit? I believe there's many reasons for that, but I think one of the biggest ones is the church is not tapping into that power like they once did. They're focusing more on worldly things than they are on spiritual things. When Jesus was on earth, he touched and healed those that were sick and who had diseases that were not cured by medicine or doctors. But Jesus was not able to heal where there wasn't faith. So what about us? Are we not able to hear because we don't have faith? The answer is yes. Some of us don't have the faith that it needs for the Holy Spirit to work and to create that healing. Some of us just don't believe at all. Or some of us are not activating the works of the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told the disciples to go into Jerusalem and wait. Wait for the gift that the Father would be sending. That gift is the Holy Spirit. We find in Acts chapter 2 that the disciples receive the Holy Spirit and they start speaking in tongues. But the other part of the gift that they were given with the Holy Spirit was healing. Healing. The healing power that Jesus used. It's the same Holy Spirit that came into Jesus when he was baptized. You may remember the scripture that says, like a dove, they watched the Holy Spirit sit on him. And then from that moment forward, Jesus performed his miracles, performed healings, and taught the disciples everything that they needed to be able to spread it to the nations. And let's look at John 14, 12 through 13. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, this is Jesus speaking, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these he will do. Because I go to the Father, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And greater works than these he will do. So Jesus is saying that 
we will do greater things than he did. Now, I'm not saying that we're Jesus. I'm not saying we're God. But we're supposed to imitate Jesus. We're supposed to be like Jesus. And I believe the reason why Jesus said this is because Jesus had a very short time here on earth to perform his miracles and healings and his ministry. We know it's about roughly three years that he was in a public ministry. So imagine what he did in three years, what you can do in your lifetime. Imagine what he did in three years, what you can do in five years, 10 years, 15 years. Most of us are going to live well into our 80s, 90s, and even 100s. So why are we not tapping into this spirit? Why are we not tapping into the power that was given to us from the Father? I think it's time that the church starts to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. And healing is just one of those Healing is just one of the many marvelous gifts and power that the Holy Spirit gives us. Whether it be a blind person, whether it be someone with cancer, someone with HIV, someone with the COVID-19, no matter what it is, the Holy Spirit can heal. But it's up to the believer to take that gift that's been given to them and utilize it. It's up to the believer to place hands on those that are sick and to see them recover. Sure, I believe that the Holy Spirit and God can can heal without a believer, but it takes a believer to have faith for that healing. God's not going to heal someone without faith from a believer because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, Jesus was not able to do some of his healing. He would go into cities and he wasn't able to perform any miracles or healings because they didn't have faith. So imagine if we take our faith and the power of the Holy Spirit, how much better this world would be, how much more lively this world would be, sickness and disease and everything that wants to come against the church and this world would fall and would bow down to the name of Jesus. Luke 16, 15 through 18 is the instructions that Jesus gave before leaving us. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The one who believes and is baptized will be saved, but the one who does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new languages, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and whatever poison they drink they will not harm them. But they will place their hands on the sick and they will be well. Now, a lot of skepticism is in this scripture. There's some that believe this was not a part of the original manuscript and this was added later. And you'll find that in some translations. But even so, this aligns with the rest of what Jesus taught. He said to go into the nations and make disciples of everyone and to do what he did, that we will do greater things than he did. So it's not that far-fetched for this scripture to be accurate for what Jesus would have said. So let's look into Acts, Acts 3, 1 through 10. This is where the disciples, after they received the Holy Spirit, this is the first healing that we are shown by them. But it doesn't stop here. It doesn't have to stop here. The disciples, they continue to use the power of the Holy Spirit. And ancestors and people before us used the power of the Holy Spirit. But today you can walk into a church 
and they will talk about the healing. They will talk about the Holy Spirit. They will talk about miracles. They will talk about things that the disciples did. They will talk about things that other people have done. But why aren't they doing it themselves? Why aren't they healing the people themselves? Because that's what Jesus will want from us. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time for prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon. And a man, lame from birth, was being carried up, who was placed at the temple gate called the Beautiful Gate, every day so he could beg for money from those going to the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple courts, he asked them for money. Peter looked directly at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. So the lame man paid attention to them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have to give you, in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, stand up and walk. Stand up and walk. See how much faith is there? He didn't say, if you believe, if you think, or if this or that. He talked to that sickness and said, stand up and walk. Then Peter took hold of him by the right hand and raised him up. And at once the man's feet and ankles were made strong. He jumped up, stood and began walking around, and he entered the temple courts with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the man who used to sit and ask for donations at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with astonishment and amazement at what had happened to him. Why are we not doing the same thing? Why are we sitting back as a church and allowing the world to control the narrative? Why are we sitting back as a church and allowing sickness and disease to run rapid in our families? Now, I know this is not everyone, but I ask you, how many times in your own church have you seen the pastor lay hands on somebody and they're healed? How many times in your own church have you seen someone become healed, or is it just something you hear about? I know in my church I only hear testimonies about it. I don't see my pastor going and laying hands on the sick and they're recovering. I just hear stories from other pastors or other believers. But it's time as believers that we stand up against these things in our world, and we bring healing to the people. That's the reason for the spiritual gifts. The spiritual gifts are given to believers so that we can help one another, so that we can bring freedom to those that are in need. Satan has strongholds on even believers, but we can be set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. We can be set free today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It can be right now. So if you have someone in your family, if you have a friend, you have a loved one that is ill, that is sick, go lay hands on them. Put your faith with them and let the power of the Holy Spirit move and work and complete the healing that was promised to them through Jesus Christ. Isaiah wrote before Jesus walked the earth that by his stripes we are healed. We're supposed to be healed. God doesn't want us to live a life of sickness and disease. But it's up to the believer 
to manifest what has been inside of them since the day they accepted Christ and utilize that to heal. You can also perform healing on yourself. If you have a headache, if you have back pain, you know, I just moved into, into a new house. As you can tell, studio and everything looks a little different. I have a new backdrop. You know, we moved into a new place and we got some new furniture. We got it on offer up. Um, and it was from people that were moving out and um, they wanted, you know, they were selling it. So we went and purchased it from them. And it was on the third floor. Have you ever moved furniture on the third floor? This was a full sofa, a love seat, and a chair. It wasn't an easy task. In the process, my body was aching. I hurt my back in the process. But I know my father's a healer. I know through the blood of Jesus that there is healing. So the next day when I was in my prayer moment and also worshiping, I just laid my hand on my back and spoke healing. And I can tell you today, as I'm sitting here, there's no hurt in my back. There's no pain in my back. Several other times I might get a headache or I'm just not feeling why I wake up and I'm, I'm just, you know, stuffy or I'm just not feeling like myself. I start speaking healing scriptures and I start speaking healing into my body and I'm healed. I don't, I don't feel bad anymore. It's the faith of the believer and the work of the Holy Spirit that will bring healing. And you can have that as well. You don't have to wait for someone else. You can do that in yourself. But if you have someone that is a family member, someone that is, you know, that is not feeling well, or they're sick, they have a disease, they have cancer, whatever it is, our God is bigger than any disease, any cancer, any sickness, anything in this earth that is not good. Anything that is not good, our God is bigger. And he wants to heal. He wants to set people free. So I encourage you as a believer, not a human, but as a believer walking a spiritual walk to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, to tap into the power of the healing that is promised to us, that Jesus gave us as disciples of him. For it's already in us. We just have to utilize that now. So what are you waiting for? Take this opportunity to start today, to start bringing healing into our land. One person at a time, imagine the change that can happen in our land. So now I would like to take the opportunity to invite anyone that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior to accept him now. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Maybe you've watched this message and you feel something pulling at you. You feel something maybe just laid on you like a warm blanket. Or maybe you just feel this urge to want to know more about Jesus. The first step is accepting and believing that he is the Son of God and that he was raised from the dead. Romans 10.9 tells us if we openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Saved meaning saved from punishment that's going to be coming to this world very, very soon. Being able to spend eternity in paradise with God instead of eternity in torment. It's very easy. 
I'm going to put a prayer on the screen. If you could just say the prayer aloud with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, and thank you for shedding your blood for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Today, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I turn my back on the world and will follow in your path, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, heaven is rejoicing. Every single time that a new person gives their life to Christ, heaven is rejoicing because it's a new life that will be entering into eternity. But it's going to be a difficult road. But I encourage you to pull out your Bible. I encourage you to connect with other believers. You can also visit our Facebook page and our website that has a lot of resources for you as well in your new journey. And I hope you've enjoyed this message. And I encourage every believer to start utilizing the healing power of the Holy Spirit.